Welcome into another edition of Ask the Experts. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Dave Callender. And with me on the show today, uh, we always love having new guests on the show. And uh, with us from Remax Twin City Retail, Realty, Realty rather, Faisal Suziwala is uh, joining us. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, David. Uh, now, before we get started, we just want to tell people where they can find you online. And it's, it's really easy. It's uh, homeshack.com. How did you come up with uh, that URL? So that, that URL actually started even before uh, Google existed. And that was based on, at the time, I think it was back in like mid to, er, uh, mid to late 90s, it was based on Radio Shack. I thought, well, people you know, would go to Radio Shack and they'd associate uh, homes with a home shack. Sort of a, that was the option that I had at the time. And it kind of stuck now. I don't know if it, if it was a great name, but that's the one I have had, and that's the one I've kept. Well, I, I think it works. I, I, I had it uh, looked up earlier today, and I, I didn't have to look at it again. I just remembered homechack.com. Uh, folks can also call you at 519-624-5555. And you are, you're located in Cambridge, correct? Yes, that's correct. Just at Bishop in 24. All right. So... There's so much to say about you. You 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 are a wildly successful realtor. I I, I first saw you on the back of a bus. Uh, that, that was several years ago, and I've definitely seen those ads since then. Your name is all over Realty in KW. So let's talk a little bit about how you achieved this, this success because you started really early. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I was uh, 17 when I was inspired to become a realtor and well, not even so much become a realtor. Uh, I was 17 when I was inspired to learn about real estate. And from that, it took uh, me on this journey that, uh, that I've been on for the last 32 years. Uh, I took a couple of college courses and that led me to uh, licensing. And that was uh, back in 1988. I was 18 years old at the time. That's, that's really early. Uh, I don't think you're going to find many 17 or 18 year olds who are ready to go in and, and try and get their license right away. How did you even achieve that? So I took a summer course at Conestoga College and at the time it was three segments of two weeks and over the course of the summer, uh, allowing times for exams and whatnot, uh, within the eight weeks I had successfully completed my phase one through to three for licensing. But originally, it was, it, was, it was an infomercial that I saw on television with a gentleman, uh, you know, showing how he's had some great success in real estate. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. I'd like to be that guy. And, and that's what started my mind going towards, oh, real estate looks like a, a way to, you know, make some money and, and, and be on nice yachts and have nice cars and homes and all that type of stuff. So, well, of course, you know, that was the the catalyst at the time but of course it morphed into something completely different over time and and uh starting out you know i faced a lot of rejection and a lot of struggles to get there but uh i'm glad i stuck to it and certainly uh love what i do and uh wouldn't think of being anything other than a realtor well it has certainly worked out for you you are uh well i mean there's no, no other way to put it you're canada's top realtor you you in uh, 2018 and 2019? Yes, that's correct. So uh, 2018, um, 
I, I, I was fortunate to have the highest number of homes sold and uh, ranked out at uh, number three in sales volume. And that's dollars as far as uh, amount of homes sold during that calendar year. 2019, I achieved uh, 417 homes sold in that given year and uh, the highest volume in Canada and number five in the entire world. That, that is incredible. Uh, I mean, I know you're a very driven guy. Uh, I just, I'm just, I, I want to talk a bit more about your past because there has to be something in there that helped you as you went along your path. And did you have uh, someone who mentored you uh, when you first got into uh, realty? Is there someone who helped you along? Oh yeah, absolutely, and I and I owe my entire career to this gentleman. His name is Reed C. Maneri, and Reed was a local realtor in Cambridge. Um, but I'll, I'll give you a little bit of background. I was in high school. It was November. I walked from Galt Collegiate to uh, Dixon Street uh, to a friend's dad's office who owned a Century Twenty One. Um, I walked into the office and uh, the two gentlemen were very polite, very kind, but said, look, you know, you look very young. It's unlikely that you're going to have success at this business. Um, I didn't even have a car at the time. I, I literally walked down to the office from my school. And, uh, and of course, you know, they're looking at this kid that doesn't have a car, has no experience, looks like he's 12. Um, who's going to hire this kid? And, 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 and they were very polite about it and said, look, you know, go get some education, get some years under your belt, and then come back and talk to us. So I was at Ainsley Street waiting for the bus to arrive. And um, so I'd have something to throw myself under for the disappointment feeling. <laughs> so as I'm waiting there, um, I recall that Mr. Mineri had an office right downtown. And when I was a young child, my father, uh, when he first immigrated, Mr. Maneri had helped him find an apartment. So I walked up the stairs, knocked on the door. There was 73-year-old Mr. Maneri at the door and he invited me in and I told him I was Sikander's son and he was very fond of my father and we got to talking and next thing you know, uh, well, he said he's gonna be retiring. So of course I'm, I'm shot at that point, like, oh, what do I do now? Uh, and he said, but hang on, I'll license you and I'll stay open for a few months. It turned out he stayed open for me for almost two years. And wow. he mentored me, he taught me all the great things there are to learn about real estate. But most importantly, he taught me about ethics and value and uh, just doing a good job and not thinking about the money. And all of that success comes as you do a good job. You know, I'm thinking back to when I was uh, 17 or 18 and also living in Cambridge and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but you had this laser-like focus, it seems, from, from the beginning. What is it about your background that you would say made you want to succeed so badly? What gave you that drive? Seeing my parents struggle. So my parents, my father came to Cambridge in 1972. He was, uh, he was working in the textiles and Cambridge, as you know, was a, a textile town back in the uh, 70s and even into the 80s. So he had some textile experience, came to Cambridge because there were textiles. Um, worked from 1973 to 1975 in a textile and then got an opportunity to get some more money working in a factory as a press operator. 
Um, unfortunately, within three months of getting a job there, he lost his right arm at the elbow uh, in Cambridge. A new person to the country, new immigrant. Um, he didn't get any sort of support and he was struggling his entire life from that point on. Um, my mom worked at a factory, walked to work each and every day, supported our family. My brother was a year older than me. I was five, he was six, my sister had just been born. So, you know, seeing your parents struggle and then, and then of course, 1978 came along and um, being 21% um, uh, interest rates, uh, family home was lost. And, and, you know, I didn't see my parents give up. They just, they, they did what they had to do. They, they came to this country to give us a better life. And there was, there was no way they were going to give up on that. And just seeing those struggles, like, makes you want to have a better life. It makes you want to lift the people around you and support the people around you. And also gives you some sensitivities towards others who are immigrants or struggling and suffering. Um, but, you know, watching my parents, watching my family home being taken away, you, you get this thing in your head that your mindset shifts. And it's like, I don't ever want to be in a position where that's going to happen to me or my children. And you do what you've got to do. I, my brother and I would get into a cube van uh, at the age of 10 uh, and go pick strawberries for $2 a bushel. And uh, I, I don't even know where that place was. We would go down to the A&P and get into the back of a van, go pick bushels, strawberries, and get paid $8 each and come home and give that $16 to my mom and dad. We'd, we'd, we'd deliver flyers from, from Friday at 4 p.m. till Sunday at 9 p.m. for $15 a weekend. So those were the things that, you know, you did to help your family and do those types of, you know, I'm grateful that my my children will never have those struggles but i'm also worried that they've never seen adversity where it gives them the drive to succeed and um so you know watching my parents learning from them um gave me that initial and and the fear of poverty you know when you when you have that fear um it drives you oh absolutely and I'm really glad that your parents didn't give up either because they gave you that example because I think a lot of people might have just given up and that if you had seen that, you wouldn't be where you are now. And the idea of gaining strength from adversity is something that's uh, extra poignant for people right now. Uh, as of course, we're, we're all going through some very weird times. We're gonna take a short break, but when we come back, of course, we wanna talk to you about how you've been dealing with the COVID crisis and, and how other realtors are dealing as well. So my guest is Faisal Suzuwala of Remax Twin City Realty. You can find his website online at homeshack.com. They're at 1400 Bishop Street in Cambridge or give him a call at 519-624-5555. We'll be back with more of Ask the Experts in just a minute here on 570 News. Welcome back to Ask the Experts. I'm Dave Callender. My guest, Faisal Suzuwala of Remax Twin City Realty, online at homeshack.com or give them a call at 519-624-5555. If you're just joining us, uh, I, will, I will toot Faisal's horn again and say that he is Canada's number one a real estate agent, 2018 and 2019. And, uh, you know, you're used to having this very hectic workload and, and being driven for success and, and really, really going above and beyond for your clients. And then a pandemic hit. <laughs> How, what happened when it hit? How did you react? 
So, you know, there, we as salespeople have a mindset of sales. We have a mindset of success and getting things done and whatnot. For me, it was a shift. Um, and, you know, there's turning points in your life that you're going to have, and it could be adversity, it could be recession, it could be bankruptcy, it could be divorce, it could be so many different things that can happen to you in your life. For me, um, when I saw this pandemic hit, and this was mid-March, I was the first to put the message out there to say, do nothing, stop, put, hit the pause button. Stop trying to sell your home. Stop panic selling. I actually called it pandemic selling. And I said, like, this is not the right time to, for agents to fear monger, to, for agents to be saying to their sellers that if you don't sell right now, your price is going to drop 15%, 20%. And unfortunately, um, there were agents that were doing just that. So my message to my audience, my clientele was, let's stop. Let's hit the pause button. The fundamentals haven't changed. The economy hasn't changed. The demand hasn't changed. The supply is still low. There is absolutely no reason for you to panic. So if everybody just stops and resumes in three months or post pandemic, we should be able to come out of this and recover. Now, out of the 14 listings I had at the time, 12 of my clients listened and they agreed and they stopped. Two didn't. I didn't continue with them. They went on with other agents. They ended up selling their properties significantly less than what those properties are selling for today. So as we sit here today, um, and, and you know, I, I put out social media videos and I took a lot of heat from colleagues saying, hey, maybe you can afford to stop, but we can't. But that was not the right thing to do. The right thing to do was to stop. And you, know, you change from mindset to heart set. You change, you turn your business mind off and you start thinking with your heart. Do you want people coming through your home, exposing themselves to your children with whatever viruses they may have? Do you want your elderly parents being infected because someone didn't think that this was a big deal? Um, so, you know, when you shift your mind to heart, and I mean, that goes for each and every day business-wise. When you start thinking about the people that you work with from your heart and from your soul, and you start thinking, what would I, how would I feel? How would I feel? Do I really want to um, put these people into these circumstances? Um, when recessions hit, you know, panic selling happens and this type of thing, but there's alternatives, you know, thank goodness, you know, the government had deferral services uh, and, 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 and government programs to help people out of it. So the answer wasn't always, I've got to sell, I've lost my job or I'm, I won't have a paycheck for the next two months, so let me sell my house. That's not always the right answer. The right answer is, Let's look at all the alternatives and then decide if there's no other option, then let's look at selling your home. And, and fortunately, the people that did listen to me, when we came back and we started resuming things when the premier's mandate was to, to start, um, we are experiencing a boom. There's not a property that I have on the market that I'm not getting multiple offers on. So thank goodness that it worked out that way. And I took lessons from previous recessions because I've been through a few in my 32 years. And I said, what did people do wrong then? People panic then. When everybody else is exiting, you know that there's a problem and it's going to be a downward spiral. In 2009, people learned from the previous recession in the 90s that maybe we should just let this thing ride out for a little while and see what happens. And that created pent-up demand. 
And by the time 2010 came along, people who decide to do nothing caused a lack of inventory. So there was no homes on the market because people weren't selling them. Buyers continued coming in. Immigrants keep, kept coming in. Deurbanization started happening from Mississauga and Toronto and Burlington and Oakville. All of those people finally started gravitating towards our area. That's happening right now because of COVID. People want out of their apartment buildings. They want out of condos. They don't want shared HVAC. They don't want shared amenities. They, they don't want to be on their deck flipping their neighbor's burger. They want to be in an area where they have some space. And region of Waterloo, offers all of that. And that's why people are coming to us. That's why we have seven to 10 offers, three offers, five offers, 50,000 over asking, $100,000 over asking. Wow, that, that's a lot over asking. Now, you know, I think you did the right thing. But as you said, a lot of your colleagues just kept pushing through. And, and I know some realtors just went to online listings only. So you had to take a video tour of a house and buy it without actually physically seeing it. Did you consider that or why did you not do that? So it, it went exactly with what I'm saying. I hit the pause button. Now, virtual tours, 3D imaging, um, all of that. We've had that for years. The unfortunate part was those who hadn't taken that as primary part of their business in the years leading up to COVID were suffering and they were trying to get Okay, how do, I, how do I get these virtual tours online? How do I get a YouTube channel? How do I get an Instagram channel? How do I get Facebook? How do I do live videos? But here's the thing. A home is a purchase that someone needs to walk into. It's not just bricks and mortar. It's a feeling. It's emotional. It's subjective. You cannot buy a home online. This is why we look at evolution. You know, They say disruption is going to happen in the real estate industry. I'll tell you why. Realtors and real, the real estate industry will be very difficult to disrupt from an online perspective and virtual buying experience because there's an energy you feel when you walk into a home. It's how does it make you feel? How does your family feel? Are you happy? Does it, does it have the right sense? And Google and AI is not going to tell you how a home smells. It's not going to find the mold behind the stack of magazines. It's not going to find the roof leak. It's, you know, those are all things, and it's certainly not going to give you a feel. And uh, you know, travel agencies and certain, certain industries have gone online because you know the plane. You know the, the hotel. You can read the reviews, and now you're just price shopping. With the home, it's a little bit different, and that's why this whole virtual buying idea Look, it's great. It's a great option. We've been doing it. I do it every day. But that's not your first and last stop. You still have to have a physical um, entry into the home before you make that decision. Well, absolutely. I would. I, I well, I wouldn't do it. But I would feel incredibly uncomfortable buying a home that I had not walked through, for the reasons you said. I mean, I grasping. Yeah. Straws like let me let me give let me show this home to you virtually, and then you've got to make an offer and. No, don't. Stop. Don't do that. Well, it's exactly as you said. People were panicking. They thought that, uh, you know, if I don't do this now, there won't be any houses left at all. Yes. Uh, obviously, that's not true. No, not at all. Not at all. And look, there were exceptions. If you had a home in the pipeline where you've already sold, you needed to buy, great. Let's, let's help you. Let's, let's do what we have to do. Or if you've already bought and your home needs to be sold, then let's help you get there. But generally speaking, you don't just stick your home on the market in the middle of a pandemic um, when it, it makes no sense. 
It makes no sense. And we had to have protocols in place and those protocols take time. Now that they're there, we're wearing masks, we're wearing gloves, we're, we're using um, you know, disinfectants, we're using wipes, we're not allowing masses of people going in. Open houses, I haven't done an open house in 20 years. Why? Because you just got nosy neighbors going through there. So there's no point. Thanks so much for joining us here on 570 News. I'm Dave Callender. This is Ask the Experts. And my guest is, uh, well, he's only Canada's top real estate agent. Uh, Faisal Shizuwala is with us from Remax Twin City Realty. Again, you can get more information online by pointing your web browser at homeshack.com or give them a call at 519-624-5555. So you've had all this success. Uh, you're very well known in KW. And it still wasn't enough. You had to write a book. Uh, and I was waiting to find out if it was out yet. Uh, is it out yet? Can you show it to us? Well, okay. So I've got, I've got this shameful plug here. I've got this uh, book that's just the first edition. I'm still reviewing it, but it's going to be fantastic, I hope. Very inspirational, I hope, to young people uh, that perhaps are just, you know, trying to find what to do or struggling like I was at that age. Um, I, I hope that it uh, inspires some people and there's some great business strategies in there. Uh, there's a biography. It's basically my journey from starting at the age of 18 to where I am today. Um, the systems I've applied, the, the experiences I've had. And, you know, it's one thing to sort of give people a, a system and say, here, implement it. And it's another thing to sort of show them the map and what happened along that journey. And that's what I've tried to do in this book. Is it because you had such a great mentor at the start of your career that you decided to write this book? It It is partially that, yes. That, you know, I was very fortunate that I met someone who didn't brush me off, that didn't... Uh, didn't sort of write me off as, hey, you're too young. And you know, you look at it and you say, okay, we can make excuses all day long about, about us. As young people, we can make it, I'm too young. Um, I'm a minority, I'm a religious minority. I'm, I'm, I'm not in the right circle. I'm, I don't have education. I don't have a car. I mean, I didn't have any of those things. And I fit, I checked all those boxes that I could sort of say, these are the reasons that I, I should just give up because I don't have any of that. I don't have parents that are handing me the keys to a car or, or buying me a house or whatever. So I should just give up. Um, but you can take those things and turn them around and use them. So yes, I was a minority. Great. Now I speak other, because I'm a minority, I speak other languages. I, I'm, I belong to a sphere of people that are of the same culture. Well, cultivate that. Cultivate your core. Cultivate the people that you are around and, and, and be part of that, for lack of a better word, tribe. You know, make them part of your circle. And that is not just for business purposes, but just from a general support. That's how you're going to lift each other and that's how you're going to succeed in any business, regardless of whether you're in real estate or any other business that you're in. Well, we look forward to uh, the publishing date, and uh, the book is called, again, The Real Deal. Is that correct? Real Deal, yes. All right. So uh, we're, we'll, I guess we'll look for that in bookstores or a favorite online uh, bookstore uh, very, very soon. The August, September should be out. Excellent. So, uh, again, that's just another example of how you've been uh, helping uh, people, mentoring other agents and that sort of thing. And speaking about helping people, 
I know for a lot of realtors, helping young people get into a first home is very important to them. And uh, I was, as we were speaking in the last break about COVID-19, there, there was already limited stock in KW. Uh, young people were already up against a much higher entry uh, price for most homes. And then the pandemic hit. Is this going to impact them further? And how is it going to change people getting into a first home? So I, I think beyond the pandemic, and, and this goes before the pandemic, I should say, um, it's, I'm going to speak to the parents for a moment. We as parents, and I have an 18-year-old and a 15-year-old, we as parents have a responsibility to teach our children financial literacy. Um, and now I'm glad to hear that the government is moving towards that. And, and, and I've got an entire chapter that I wrote in my book about a year ago, um, speaking to this, that schools need to start teaching children about saving, about um, interest, about mortgage, about amortization, uh, about spending habits, about budgeting, because those are the things that, you know, I learned the tough way because I saw what my parents went through. Um, but when we're just handing our children everything and protecting them from all of these issues, um, we're not doing them a favor. So teaching them to put away 20% of your income, every paycheck you get at least 20%, put it away, save that money because 20% is what you need to avoid all those, you know, uh, government fees and whatnot to buy your first home. Now you can buy a home with 5% down and you know what, if that's all you've got, do it. But, Young people today, you know, we, we they take a they take a big hit. You know, we call them millennials, and you know, that they're some people say that they're lazy. This is not true. They don't have the opportunities that we had. You know, if you're 45, 50, 55 years old, you had more opportunity. I had more opportunity, regardless of the struggles that we may have faced, because. To give you an example, back in 1982, the price of a home, average home price in Cambridge was 55000 The average household income was 32000 So call it one to two ratio. Today, the average income household is 88000 in Cambridge. The average price of a home is $600,000. One to seven? Like, so it's not that these young people are lazy and they don't want to buy a home and they're, they're a payment generation. It's they don't have those opportunities. So we as parents need to make sure that when our kids are younger, A, we start teaching them. B, we start putting something in place. Buy a rental property. Invest in something. It's not only going to help you during your retirement. It's going to help your children when they graduate and you can give them something to start their lives with and give them a foundation that they can then build up upon that. So there's so many opportunities and I speak a lot about invest, investment and building your portfolio and why build wealth in my book because that's important to me that people understand that. Obviously by writing such a book, you, you place a lot of importance on helping uh, young agents as well who are just getting into uh, real estate. What's some of the advice that you, you packed into the book for, for new agents? So uh, a lot of it has got to do with building your own personal brand at an earlier part of your career. Too often agents will join a team. They'll be in the shadow of a large agent. Like I personally don't have a team. I have a referral network where I inspire 
younger agents or newer agents to build their own brand by me constantly referring business to them, working with buyers. I, I list my own listings. I show up at every listing myself personally. I don't refer that out to someone. And often the home seller is surprised when I show up because the team leader uh, sent off somebody else instead of that person. So it's important that you um, start building your brand, advertising, marketing, and that means not your typical type of newspaper ads and whatnot, but it's social media. That's, we are so lucky to be in a time where you can target your audience and you can get in front of the right people. And you can hone in on that. And whether it's uh, de demographics, age, income, uh, cultural, you can get in front of so many different people today that you could, but then build your brand and become synonymous with the industry you're in. Now, another uh, interesting piece of advice that I've heard you, you give to, to new agents is completely counterintuitive to uh, what I've heard from every salesperson my entire life, including the folks at the radio station. They're always like, ABC, always be closing, always. Right. <laughs> you say, no. Uh, so I, I flipped the station. I'm on NBC. Never be closing. Never, never, never be closing. And here's why. We are, in a, we are in a world of information. People don't need you to close on them. They don't need you to pressure them. They don't need you to, all right, let's go. So you've heard everything I've told you and, uh, and, and let's, let's get this signed up. No, my close is literally packing up my briefcase at the end of my conversation with the seller and telling them that they'll never hear from me again because I respect their privacy, but I would love to do business with them. And if they decide they want to work with me, here's my information, give me a call. But I mean, I've led them through a journey during my presentation that's very compelling, that shows them the success, that shows them the results. I don't need to close. If you've got the ability to show people and give them accurate information, but not even give them accurate information, Confirm what they already know. And that's the age we're in today. People don't need to be schooled. They need confirmation. They need understanding. They need interpretation maybe just to understand the information that they've read. How is that relevant to their property? But they don't need someone shoving these ideas of let's get you signed up. Well, you are a very established uh, real estate agent. Is is the do you give the same advice to young agents starting out who might think that, well, I've got to try and close. I, I, this is my my one deal for the week. It it the minute you try to close, you're desperate. You show desperation, and no one wants to deal with someone who's desperate. You want you want your seller or your client to understand that you have their best interest at heart. And I'll tell you, you should and be genuine about it because if you don't, it shows. There's just no way to come across genuine if you have this thing in the back of your mind, I gotta get, my, I gotta get that signed. I've heard agents, oh, well, who's coming in after me? Who was in before me? I've heard agents ask sellers, well, what do you think your home is worth? Well, what the heck are you there for? That's what you're there for. Don't ask the seller because, but why are we doing this? Because, you know, it, it, it's, a lot of it has got to do, I mean, there's, there's psychology behind it. Uh, there's, you know, there's NLP, neurolinguistic 
programming. You're understanding people and you're mirroring them. And if all of a sudden you're going against what their grain is, you've already lost. Now, that's a, a wonderful piece of advice. And as I said, it seems counterintuitive, but when you explain it, it, it makes perfect sense. And I guess having that mindset is one of the attitudes that ends up hindering success, especially in real estate. What are some of the other attitudes that you find stand in the way of real success? You got to take ego out of it. That's very, very important to take ego out of it. And it's, it's about listening. It's about being sensitive. Um, and, and you really have to take you out of the equation. You have to take yourself out of the equation of what's in it for me. If you're, the, Mr. Maneri said this to me day one, do a good job, do the right thing, the money will come. It takes a little bit longer, but when it comes, it comes really, really well. And I am a testament to that way of living. I will never do something regardless of what the cost is to me to benefit me over benefiting my client. Because you don't want people giving you referrals or saying good things about you. You want them to become your advocates. You want them to be your evangelists. You want them out there saying, this is not the guy I would recommend. You got them to say, this is the only guy you should ever go to. And that's when you really feel that you've done well for people. It really sounds like all this comes back to just learning patience, to not, to not need the payday right now. Yeah. You know, with, with this whole COVID struggle, um, you know, uh, we're not used to getting paid monthly anyway. So if we had to wait three months to get paid, so be it. You know, that's what it is. So uh, like we have, if you're a good realtor, you've learned to be patient. So, you know, continue on that. Don't get desperate. Don't get uh, caught up in that moment. And, 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 and unfortunately, that happens in sales, generally speaking, not just to realtors. Thanks for joining us and welcome back to Ask the Experts. I'm Dave Callender, my guest, Faisal Suzuwala, who is uh, you know, Canada's number one real estate agent. And uh, it's the drive that behind him that, that got him there that went into things like his new book that's coming out. Uh, and uh, that'll be out in stores August, September, uh, called The Real Deal. And uh, throughout the hour, we've been hearing some great advice, especially for new agents. We hope that they're going to pick the book up. Uh, to get some of the other insider information that he has as well. And you can get more information right now by going to homeshack.com or calling the office at 519-624-5555. Uh, I know from speaking to other agents in KW, it's been, uh, it's been a wild ride for a while. There's, there's been so little inventory and homes sell quickly for more than the, the, they thought they would. Is that going to continue? What is going to happen next in Kitchener-Waterloo? So we are so fortunate to be in this region. And I've said this for many, many years. Um, we're seeing what I had hoped would have happened years ago and thought that would happen eventually happening as we speak today. There is this de-urbanization that is occurring where people from the East, meaning Toronto, Milton, Mississauga, Brampton, Oakville, Burlington, they've realized that we're on sale. We're 30 to 35% off. We have an enormous amount of value compared to what's being offered just 35 to 40 minutes east of us. So that is causing those people who want 
as I mentioned earlier, a little bit more space, a little bit more home. Um, and with this whole de-urbanization movement, people wanting that ability to have their uh, office at home, the, a yard, and God forbid there's another shutdown, they don't want to be trapped in that 900 square foot condo that they paid $900,000 for, uh, looking out of a window and not being able to even get into an elevator because it'll take 45 minutes till your turn. So those folks are saying, let's get into an area where we can have a little bit better lifestyle. And then the unintended consequences of this is that forced companies to have their employees work from home and use Zoom and other technologies to, to be able to connect in. They found that they were still as efficient, productivity didn't drop, so that worked out very well. So what are the big guys at the offices thinking? Let's give up some leased space and let's have these folks work from home. Now that person can move into a nice suburb, give up a car if they have to, um, no gas, no insurance, no maintenance, put that towards a home. And that's making us very attractive once again. We have all the amenities, we have access to 401, we have access to several highways, and there's nothing in our region that you cannot uh, get that you would have to go into a big city. Of course, and if you want to go to this big city, you're an hour away uh, to, that, to that spot. Universities. And just there's so much happening in our region right now that I can't tell you what I, what I expect. I expect that we're going to catch up to Milton in no time. Our prices are going to go through the roof. There is still lack of inventory and there's an abundance of demand. And that's just the right formula for growth. And again, making it difficult for young people. And this is why I repeat, parents need to start thinking about investing for their children now. Well, and, and I was going to ask you uh, about the inventory situation. I figured we would catch up with Milton and then eventually Toronto. Is there any uh, light on the horizon about uh, more homes being built in our region? There is. There, there are some great development projects coming on online. Um, I'm really glad to see the region and the city of Cambridge, the city of Kitchener and Waterloo really change their um mandates to more intensification and look higher density to us is not higher density what you see in toronto so yes we're having stacked town homes and some mid-rises and a little bit more you know narrower lots but compared to other centers we still have a lot of space we still put a lot of focus on parks and uh, entertainment and culture and you know all of those things so we've got a really wonderful region that we are able to thrive in, uh, invest in, and I can't tell you, I think it's going to be just amazing for our children to be in this environment. Uh, we still have a few minutes left in the show, and as we start to wrap things up, I can't help but wonder, I mean, you've had this amazing career, you continue to, you've got a book coming out. Uh, you, you could just retire now. I don't get the feeling you're going to. What is next for Faisal Suziwala? Well, I, I love what I do too much, so absolutely I will not retire. You know, I, I take on some projects. Um, uh, it keeps me busy. It's one of those things that I, I'm into some developments. I'm into some building and construction. Uh, I, I love that type of thing. But as far as sales, that's where I'm at. I'm a salesperson at heart. Uh, I will never 
give that aspect of my career up. And that has helped me uh, do so much in my life, do so much for my family, and it's given back so much to me. And I meet wonderful people each day. So I can't imagine not uh, being a salesperson. That's for sure. But I, I love the idea of developing. And I have had, had a few projects uh, in, in the region, and they've been great. And uh, I'm going to continue doing those things. And hopefully, uh, I'd love to do a little bit more work within the community. Uh, and just, you know, giving back to a community that's given me so much. And will, will there be a second book down the road at some point or? Um, uh, my wife says she's going to write a book called The Real Real Deal, which, is, which will be a tell-all. <laughs> and uh, we once again do want to mention The Real Deal will be in bookstores and online retailers next month, uh, uh, September. We're hoping that uh, by September it should be out, yes. And, and finally, I just want to ask you as we, we finish up the show tonight, what, what do you want to say to potential clients who are uh, still feeling a little leery at this time about meeting new people in person or taking a tour uh, of a home? What, what words can you give them to reassure them? Well, you know, the protocols are there for a good reason. So follow the safety guidelines. Um, don't, don't be afraid, but be cautious. And like anything else, you know, do your due diligence. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest going through and looking at 20 homes. Drive by the 20 homes before you narrow it down to the three or four. Do the online virtual tours. Do, the, do all the online stuff. That, it's all there, and it's great stuff to learn from. Um, but really focus in on what you really want and for buyers get your ducks in a row ahead of time get your financing if you're if you're waiting for multiple offers do your inspection ahead of time because you're going to be put in a position where you're bidding to buy a home and unfortunately you're going to have to pay more than asking price to get that home so do all of your research ahead of time and know what you're buying and if there's ever anything i can do i'm always here to help and uh, aside from the fact that we've said I've, uh, I've seen you on buses all over the place, where else are, are able people, people to find you? Are you on social media? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, I'm YouTube, wherever you're looking as far as social media, uh, it's at Faisal Suziwala. Uh, I'd love to uh, have a follow and I'll certainly follow you back and let's, uh, let's talk. Faisal, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, I learned a lot and I'm looking forward to seeing the book. Thank you very much, David. Appreciate it. If you'd like to learn more about Faisal, Suziwala, and Remax Twin City Realty, just go online to homeshack.com. So simple to remember. Uh, the office is on Bishop Street in Cambridge and you can give them a call anytime at 519-624-5555. Thank you for listening. We hope you join us again next Saturday for more of Ask the Experts right here on 570 News.